Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Treasury Secretary, U.S. to reach debt ceiling on Thursday. I got to say this. I hang around a lot of smart people, including Bernard, God rest his soul. But when it comes to the economy, smart people sound very stupid. They have no idea what's going on. The average person has no idea what the debt ceiling is, what can happen. There's only a few people who are brilliant enough in this world to discuss these types of things. And we've got the best one of all right here, Saturday morning from 10 to 1, and on Fox Business, 4 and 7 p.m. daily. He's the extraordinary Larry Kudlow. Larry, welcome back, Sid and friends in the morning. How are you, buddy? I'm great, Sid. Happy New Year. I'll never live up to all that, but I appreciate your saying that. Well, it's true. The average person, you know, you talk economics and numbers and math, they get terrified Now, I realize that if they don't come to some type of agreement come Thursday, that I've heard that, um, well, it could be extraordinary measures to avoid default. So like Denzel Washington said in the movie Philadelphia, Larry, speak to me like I'm a first grader and tell me what the hell is going on here. (laughs) By the way, you know, Brady may have to play indefinitely because he lost all his money in crypto. Oh, that's that. right. That's right. Yes. Plus, I mean, whatever, no. plus whatever Giselle took from him, too. Who knows right. how much he lost? I know. No, I know. Uh, Giselle Munchkin, I don't know how much uh, he lost, but it's, a, it's hundreds of millions of dollars, apparently. Yeah. So yep. just when you guys debate that, think about that. Anyway, uh, the debt ceiling, um, which tells you how much the U.S. government can borrow to pay its bills, to make it as simple as possible, uh, does formally run out on Thursday. The number is $31.4 trillion, trillion with a T. It's an unimaginable number. I understand that. Uh, But um, people shouldn't fret because the Treasury Department has a lot of spare cash Clinging, clanging around the government through various internal retirement funds that are all in surplus. So the rubber doesn't meet the road, probably sit until June or July. Okay, that's when there's issues about how much spare cash the government will have to pay its bills. Um, at which point, I might say, it's not as dire as it sounds because tax revenues that the government takes in are roughly $4 trillion, which is much, much, much higher than the interest expense on the bonds that they sell. So these are hype, you know, political hype in Washington. But there's going to be a big budget fight. Republicans uh, who now run the House uh, are going to want to cut spending as they should uh, in order to keep us from double-digit inflation and a deep economic recession, which unfortunately already threatens. And um, they're going to fight. This is the key point. They're going to fight to stop any increases 
in the debt limit. Okay, no more borrowing, they're going to say. No more borrowing until and unless you cut spending. Right. They're going to produce a budget. It'll be a tough budget. And uh, they'll fight with the Democratic Senate and they'll fight with Biden. Um, and we'll see what happens here. There's a way out of this. I mean, what I think what they want, and I'm just speculating here, but they're going to want something like for every dollar increase in borrowing, that's the debt limit, for every each dollar they borrow more, okay, they will want to cut spending by $3. Hmm. So it's like three to one. This was done back in 2011, and it's done in the past uh, several times. And by the way, it's worked, okay? And they're going to try to create spending caps on uh, what's called discretionary, not Social Security or Medicare, but pretty much everything else. Spending caps. And if you... If you breach those spending caps, like they do every year, um, then you have an across-the-board automatic cut in spending. And this, too, was done many times in the past effectively. Okay, It works. It actually works if you do it. The trouble is we've had spending caps uh, going back to 2011, 10 years, and in the last four or five years, they get waived. You know, they push them aside. They say, we don't care. We're going to keep on spending. And this omnibus spending bill that passed a week or two ago, $1.7 trillion, uh, once again, they waived the spending caps. If they had used the caps, you would have had about $150 billion spending cut. But they waived it. And unfortunately, the Republican Senate was complicit in this. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they were against the taxpayer. They so were. I'm just saying um, the debt story sounds worse than it probably is. We don't have to worry about it too much until the summer. OK, but the key the key point with all these big numbers floating around, stop this spending, because the more you spend, the higher the inflation rate goes. Right. And the higher the inflation rate goes, the more middle class blue collar families get completely screwed. Right. And this uh, thing w- was up by like 9%. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's closer now to six and a half percent. That speaks to less spending as of late. Which, which is six and a half percent. Is that where inflation is, uh, is falling oh, to at yeah. this point? Right now it's about six and a half percent. Right. It's actually somewhat slower in the last few months, but you know, last year, I mean, last year for, for fiscal 23, um, which is the year we're in right now. Anyway, the omnibus bill, here, I'll put it to you this way. The omnibus bill increased spending by $134 billion over 2022. And the estimates are for 10 years, $655 billion. Okay, so that's more or less a 10% increase. Okay, that's higher than inflation, higher than economic growth, Higher than uh, Tom Brady's salary. No, that's a joke. <laughs> but I'm just saying the numbers, you know, there's, in other words, there's, it's like your family budget. All you do is go out and spend on stuff. You don't have to worry about paying for it. You don't have to worry about your income. You can, you know, it, it's as though you can borrow anything you want in order to pay for 
anything you spend on. Now, families can't do that. Uncle Sam can. And um, the Republicans who now run the House are going to try to and they're going to try to stop that. Got it. So, Larry, every time, this is a great Larry Kudlow, four and seven every day on Fox Business. And, of course, four, that great. Just four. Oh, just four. Okay. Just four. It's, and, actually four, it's actually 4 p.m. and then the next morning, 5 a.m. Oh, good. Okay. 4 p.m. and 5 a.m. and, of course, 10 to 1 on Saturdays. So every time I see Joe Biden talking about the economy, it, it, he always paints a, a pretty rosy picture. And then I'll bring on you or Monica Crowley or even in Santa, and, and they'll say, well, well, well uh, where is the economy right now? Is the recession still looming? Is there a reason to believe the economy is improving? What's the real truth on the economy? Well, Biden yesterday called Republicans. He said they have fiscal dementia. Right. <laughs> in his speech to Al Sharpton's group. Yeah. Fiscal dementia. Now. If I were Joe Biden, I, I wouldn't be calling anybody dementia, but I, uh, <laughs> that's just me. All right? <laughs> I, I don't think I'd want to go there. Yeah. That's that's it. That's not a good word for right. him. So his speechwriters may want to change that. Um, are we going into recession? Uh, I'd say it's fifty-fifty. I'd say the risks are very high um, because we had super high inflation. And even though that's coming down, the Federal Reserve has tightened the monetary screws. Uh, it takes about a year for that to hit the economy. So you're kind of the warning zone is, you know, frankly, right now or, you know, the first half of this year. Uh, majority of economists think there's a recession. I'm going to tell you, I'm not a thousand percent sure. Right? I, I, I think the economy will Probably slow down, Sid. But I'm looking at one thing that's a little contrary. The stock market has been rallying since mid-October. And that wouldn't happen if the country was going into a deep recession of some kind. So I'm kind of interested in how stocks do in the next couple of weeks or the next month. It's a good leading indicator. But other leading indicators have recession written all over them. I mean, in the Treasury market, short-term rates are way above long-term rates. That's called an inverted yield curve. Three-month Treasury bills, I don't know, about 4.5%. 10-year Treasury bonds, about 3.5%. So when the curve inverts like that, it's like standing interest rates on their head. That's a recession signal. The money supply, the M2 money supply, has been crashing for a year from like plus 30 to zero. So that's uh, it's disinflation, but it's also a recession signal mm. and various indexes of leading indicators um, are also been plunging pretty steadily. You know, I was reading. So, uh, yeah, that's so it does look that problems. way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tricky thing. And yeah. that's why I say it's about 50 50. All right. I'll take 50 50. I was reading uh, Cindy Adams column today, Larry, our mutual mm -hmm. friend. And it reads, Madoff's scam on demand. Now, we just went through the Sam Bankman-Fried deal, which was really uh, astounding what this guy ended up, uh, the m money he made. And now Netflix has the movie out based on the book about uh, Bernie Madoff. We yeah. seem to have these things happen uh, every couple of years where somebody finds a way to convince people to, to, to give up a lot of their, their money. The Bankman-Fried thing, was that for you about as bad as it got? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, it's, it's sort of hard to know which is worse. I, I think, 
you know, they're both crooks. Uh, and they're both knowing crooks. That is, from day one, they knew they were making crooked actions and were screwing people who invested with them. They knew that from day one, okay? Um, I think, I think, I think Madoff and his scam, and I did read Cindy's column, I, I think his scam was probably worse. I think it affected more people. Uh, I'm not sure because I've never seen any numbers on this Bankman Freed punk, uh, what his thing is all about. We don't, we don't know everything yeah. from, from that punk. But uh, Madoff was a crook from day one, and Cindy kind of describes that in a column in her usual pithy way. Uh, but I think he, I think he hurt more people. Uh, but I'm, again, I'm not sure. Look, I, I want to say, you know, when you're dealing with finance and you're dealing with markets, now Madoff was a stock market scam. Uh, this punk Bankman Freed uh, was a crypt, crypto scam. Okay. Um, I want to say most people, the vast majority of people, especially in the stock market, whether they're banks or dealers or brokers, are honest, are honest. Just like I, I truly believe in my heart and, and my brain that most Americans are honest. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But you get these crooks come down the road and you have these gargantuan scandals and they cause people to lose, you know, in the yep. aggregate billions of dollars. Uh, and it's bad and it's front page as it should be and they need to be punished and so forth. But I do think, you know, people listening to this should really think, believe that the stock market is an honest place. It is an honest place. It's been around for a couple hundred years. It's got guardrails, it's got regulations, um, maybe too many regulations in some case. But the point is, it's honest. And most Americans should invest a portion, a large portion of their savings uh, in the stock market. They should buy the uh, S&P 500 index. Don't speculate. You're not a hedge fund. And the market itself uh, tends to beat all of the hedge fund guys. So you just keep adding to your position and you hold it for 40 or 50 years till retirement. It's the best advice I can give you. My pre professor at Princeton years and years ago, Bert Malkiel, who's actually still kicking around, he wrote that book, A Random Walk on Wall Street. University of Pennsylvania professor Jeremy Siegel uh, wrote the famous book, Stocks for the Long Run. It's the best performing asset. Uh, and most, really, the vast, vast, vast majority of people in uh, who are brokers or dealers or bankers, um, who handle your money uh, are honest. They're honest. But you should buy index funds. Don't try to outguess the market. Don't try to be a genius. Don't day trade the market. That's where you get into trouble. And by the way, when you buy a product, for heaven's sakes, check it out. And if the product is based in the Bahamas, <laughs> don't do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Bahamas may be a lovely place. Right. Okay? I'm, I'm not, I don't want to demean the Bahamas. Right. I, I, but don't do it. Right. Uh, go there for vacation. Yes. Go there for vacation, yep. not a hedge fund, 
or a, a crypto fund. That is a very sound advice, and this is why Larry Kudlow, whether it's Fox Business or Saturday mornings here on Talk Radio 77 WABC, demands a huge audience. Larry, thank you for coming back on. I love you. This was a great conversation. Please do it again very, very quickly. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right, Sid. Take care. Take care. The great Larry Kudlow, folks, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday, 4 p.m. daily on Fox Business. Thank you, Larry. Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.